Oh, buddy. Episode 7 of the TFW Podcast. We are blowing through these bad boys. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. If you are new to the podcast and this is the first time you are listening, welcome. Take a seat. Enjoy yourself. This is That's Freaking Wrestling. If you've been on this journey before, you know what to expect. Have some fun. Enjoy yourself. Joining me as always, we do have Ishan riding shotgun with me. What is going on, my good man? How are you today? What's going on, my brother? We got a lot of wrestling to talk about today. Whole <laughs> lot of wrestling. We also have Rhodesia. Pretty lady, what is going on? The show is going on. I'm ready to talk wrestling, full gear coming up, a whole bunch of good stuff in what Ishan called wrestling. Wrestling. I am Matt. All right, so let's go ahead and get right to this bad boy. Let's have some fun and talk some freaking wrestling. Logan Paul is going to be our first subject. Of course, we know he just came off that incredible performance at Crown Jewel just a couple weeks back. He is back in the headlines on his podcast just, I think, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he stated that he discussed potentially facing John Cena at WrestleMania. And he stated he has proven that the model of him facing a top-tier star works. He pointed to his fight against Floyd Mayweather and his match against Roman Reigns at Crown Jewel as financial success. Paul also pointed out that WrestleMania will be on his birthday in 2023. And asked WWE Chief Content Officer Triple H to throw him a bone by booking a match between him and Cena. Here is what he said. Quote, that's my dream. I mean, think about it, man. I've proven the model twice now. I've proven the model of headstrong, capable internet kid versus a goat. A top-tier industry leader. Floyd Mayweather, that worked. Generates $60, $75 million. Crown Jewel became the number one most watched international pay-per-view that WWE has ever had. I've done it twice now, and the reason is because when I'm paired with a legend, a top-tier industry leader, the model works. So think about that for a second. And then, of course, after that, if you guys don't know, John Cena posted a picture on Instagram of Logan Paul, just the picture by himself after Crown Jewel. Of course, then that kind of takes us to where we are now. Logan says, uh, I called or texted Triple H right away. I said, do you want to break the internet again? That's a dream matchup, dude. At WrestleMania in L.A. next year on my birthday, Triple H, throw me a bone. Give me a birthday present and let me take out John Cena. That would be crazy. And then last part, he says, I think that's the model that I'm actually going to pitch to WWE. This week, we're meeting with them, and I'm just going to be like, hey, this works for me. Put me against the best y'all have. I'm going to effing deliver. I'm going to effing deliver. You know that for a fact and not put on only an amazing match, but I'm also putting asses in seats. I'm going to put eyeballs glued on the television. It's what I do. It's what I know. I can promise you that I'm going to do it every single time. So before I get your guys' thoughts on that, I do want to give Logan uh, a little bit of a round of applause. Handful of matches in WWE, and boy, is he confident. He should be confident, for sure, from what we've seen from him. But you, you listen to that transcript, he's all about it. He's like, hey, 
I've I've had the Miz. I've had Rey Mysterio. I just had Roman. Now give me uh, one of the goats of absolute all time, John Cena at WrestleMania, the biggest stage that we have. Rhodesia, let me start with you. Thoughts on uh, that that transcript that I just talked about and your excitement level. If we were to get Logan Paul versus John Cena at WrestleMania, does that tickle your fancy? That was a lot that you just read there. This is the first time of me hearing all of that. We can't get away from these dream matches, huh? I thought we had a conversation about dream matches last episode. <laughs> um, but for you did, right? Logan, I thought he was... I thought he was still hurt. Uh, so I guess this is news to me. Um, him going against Cena. Absolutely. It would be a draw. One thing that in that whole diatribe of what he was talking about, he will put asses in seats. He will get the internet watching for sure. We saw that with Roman Reigns just recently. Would I want him going after John Cena? Hey, if they can make that work and both their schedules work, absolutely. That would tickle my fancy. Cause again, I don't think that that's going to truly affect the storylines that's actually in WWE right now I'm looking forward to it if that comes about you know what guys I like that a lot Ashley um you know hey I like a man that can talk his talk right Brian right, right. Logan do oh, it. here you go right. again. Hey. No, man. Look, look, not look. look. We, we, we're not doing that again. Right. We did yeah. that last hey, week. Hey, Ishan, Ishan, how do you get a boo in the first five seconds of talking? We did that last hey, week. Man, we, we're not talking about Ron right again. <laughs> look, look, look. Look. Me, Brian, Logan, I like it. Okay? Logan, talk it. He, he, look, he can talk to talk. He can walk to walk. He can definitely deliver. How can you not respect that man after we, you, we saw him do at crown jewel so like i'll i'll love to see the match i think it's gonna be exciting i think it's gonna be some entertaining tv so yeah triple h make it happen you heard he said he said he's, thinking, gonna, he's gonna go after it of, of course i after i um after we talked on our pod last week i got myself so wound up on john cena versus steve austin that's the match i want um so when i first heard this and i'm like man if they're talking about it like this in person where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't think he would come out and say these things if there hasn't been some type of talk already behind the scenes surrounding doing this match at Mania. We know the match is going to be great, but like I said, just for me, I'm like, man, if we can get John Cena, Steve Austin at Mania, that would check off a huge bucket list match for me. But if they do this match, we know the match is going to deliver. It's going to have huge press, and you can it, they probably won't, but you could slot that match in the main event slot of night one, if you do have Roman and Rock on deck, or you know, even you go Roman, Cody, night two, wherever Roman's got to be night two main event, uh, if you don't have them wrestling twice, which I, which I don't think they're going to do that. But that could be the main event of night one, and I don't think anybody would bat an eye out it. So we'll see how that plays itself out. But that is the latest on Logan Paul, is he's going to be looking like going after John Cena. Sasha Banks was well, also in the news this week. For, real quick before you jump to that. Go ahead. Yeah. Having them at main event night one, I can see that happening, but my, night two absolutely has to be something much bigger than that for sure. But go ahead. Yeah, no. And I saw somebody had put on just kind of a what if on Twitter surrounding something of having Roman work twice, having him work night one against Cody. He loses, comes out night two completely in a tizzy, you know, uproar. Uh, and then Rock comes out, and they don't have, like, an official match per se, but it's like Rock and Austin kind of, like, teaming up against the bloodline. 
uh, anything I, – I want an interaction. I still think there is no way you can end this storyline with Roman but Rock. I think this storyline was meant for that to be the end game. I'm still holding out hope we get that at Mania. But, yeah, uh, to your point, Rudy, like, hey, night two's main event, of course, needs to be the biggest match of the weekend. So here's to that. So, as I was saying, Sasha Banks, she is in the news. A company called Sol or Solonado Incorporated filed the following trademarks on November 10th. Mercedes, either it's Monet or Money. Money Talks or Monet Talks, Bank Monet and Statement Maker. So four different trademarks was filed on November 10th. The trademarks are for things such as, check this out, jewelry, trading cards, posters, water bottles, clothing, action figures, entertainment services, namely as an actor, musician, entertainer, and you guessed it, professional wrestler. Banks teased last month that she has something crazy in the works. Those were her words, quote unquote crazy. Banks said it is something that she's been waiting for, but she did not say if what she was talking about was related to wrestling or not. Uh, it was announced on November 15th that Banks, billed under her real name, will be appearing at Comic-Con Revolution in Ontario, California in May of 2023. On the flyer, it says, formerly known as Sasha Banks. So, I think as a collective unit in wrestling, we thought, hey, Sasha Banks will be back. At Survivor Series, it's in Boston, which is her hometown. It is a major pay-per-view. We have war games. The women uh, on the face side, Bianca's side, is still have one spot available. I think we all kind of thought to ourselves, like, hey, that's probably going to be Sasha and Naomi. Then we saw on Monday they added one more. So we like, hey, maybe it's Sasha. Question to you guys is, now knowing this information... What is the percent that we see her next Saturday in Survivor Series? And if we don't see her in Survivor Series, do we see her back in WWE anytime soon? 100% we see her next Saturday at Survivor Series. It is on Saturday. <laughs> Get that? See what it, I did there? It, all right, all right, Moxley, <laughs> I see you. Hey, is that, is that a guarantee? <laughs> That's a 100% guarantee. Um, to answer that second question, we will see her in WWE soon because we're going to see her next Saturday. I think she's just making a true boss move and making sure that she copyright label trademark, all those different names so that going forward in her new contract, or again, I don't know how it ended. I don't know if her contract was over or if she walked away or they released her. She's just being a true boss woman, getting her stuff in order. So when she does go back, she now has that ability to use all those names and actually own the rights to that. But she's going to absolutely be that that final silhouette picture that we're seeing as the war games, the final person. Okay, got it. So you're going to 100 percent. You are super duper confident. That's a rest of Rhodesia guarantee right there. All right. Ishan, mm -hmm. what you got? Ah, uh, Gosh, guys, I'm kind of maybe 50 50 on the whole situation. But, you know, like at this point, I got to be honest with you, I'm more indifferent. To it, to be honest with you, look, I want her back. Wow. I want her really? back. It's been going on for too long. Is she wow. back? Is she not back? Is she coming this week? Is she coming that week? Like, look, it's, when she comes back, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be excited to see it. But I'm tired of the, the, the cat and mouse of, 
every week is she back? Every month is she back? So okay. for me, I'm just I'm I'm at a wait and see. Uh, I'm I'm enjoying the moment. I see a lot of what she's doing, you know, with the with the modeling. You know, her face mm-hmm. is almost everywhere. She's definitely making herself a a, a name, right? Um, and, and she definitely has a face that can definitely be um, promoted in a lot of places other than wrestling. So I don't know what's going on for her, but for right now I'm like, look, Sasha, Mercedes, stop playing with my emotions, okay? That's stop what playing I was with my say. emotions. Right, and so for so, me, so, look. So, you, so okay, hold on, hold on. So, so are you a man scorn? That's why you gave her fifty fifty yep. indifferent, and you're really mm-hmm. like around that. I really want her back, and I'm hoping it's a hundred percent. Is that what it is? He's protecting his heart. You know, it, yeah, I'm prote- that's that's exactly what it is. I'm, I'm protecting myself, right? I don't want to set myself up. So, like, I don't. I'm not going to sit there for for a Survivor Series and then hope to see Shasha, and then I get disappointed again. You know, I I I, I can't do it. So. I'm I'm laying back. I'm gonna enjoy the moment if or when it happens. So then, so you do have it at fifty percent for you. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I didn't consider her coming back. To be honest with you, I mean, really? right now okay. it's a uh, it's, it's it's one slot, and I was thinking that you know they you know they walked Naomi and Sasha walked out as a pair. I thought they'll come back together. So and now we're looking like you know is it just Sasha or does someone get injured before the match? Um, and now right. we got two slots, you know, that's, that's the thing. So for me, I'm like, okay, they're coming back together or not at all. Um, so I, I might say 0% I didn't even think about it until we had this conversation today. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to her coming back to WWE and when Triple H took over, in my opinion, I'm like, unless she has already signed a contract at the time with AEW, I'm feeling like, hey, she's got to come back. And then when we heard, hey, Survivor Series in her hometown of Boston, I'm like, you can't write this any better. And then when we saw Monday that they announced, you know, uh, who did they announce on the women's side for Bianca? Rhea signed up for uh, Bailey's side. Mia. Mia. Mia was the addition. Good call. So when it was Mia, I was like, okay, that's, that's one left. And then when I saw these trademarks, I'm like, okay, this could be some trademarks to where if she ever decides to leave again, she's covered and she's still under contract. She's still coming back. And all, and and all this is, is a, not a ploy, but it is throwing us off the scent of our heart, the hardcore wrestling fans that know everything that when she shows up on Saturday, next Saturday, it's going to be a massive, massive deal. I do think if she does not, it will take a little bit from, Survivor Series, because like I said, I think a lot of us were kind of looking at that. Another person I did want to bring up surrounding Survivor Series is Kevin Owens. Uh, Looks like we had like a little bit of a scare from last weekend's live events. It was rumored or it was reported that he suffered an MCL sprain. But reports actually came out today stating that he will indeed be at SmackDown this week. And he will be at all shows leading up to Survivor Series next weekend. Potential spoiler alert. Word was he is going to be the fifth member in war games on the men's side, which we'll talk about here in a little bit surrounding that match. So now knowing that we have KO potentially coming back and being a member of that side against the bloodline. You have Sasha potentially coming back for 
the women somehow, some way. I think we get those two returns along with it just being a big four pay-per-view. I think it that's enough to where we can say, hey, this show should be great in regards to, we know it's going to be great in ring wise, uh, but in terms of having surprises and making it feel special, you know, once again, this is, I think, a, a byproduct of what we're seeing right now. And we can kind of get right into it surrounding the build for Survivor Series. Survivor Series is next Saturday. And if we look at the card so far, like we have the men's official matches. And there you go. So we think on SmackDown this week, they'll officially announce the men's War Games match, but they have not officially announced that yet. Of course, good assumption is going to be it'll be it'll be the bloodline, which will be Roman, will be Usos, will be Sokoa and Sammy against the Brawling Brutes, Drew McIntyre, and once again, if we believe what we hear backstage wise, should be Kevin Owens. Okay, so we have that match. We do know the women's Survivor Series match is Bianca, it is Asuka, it is Alexa Bliss, Mia Yim, and then to be determined, as we just talked about, versus damage control, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky. Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. Okay, then we have Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi for the Women's SmackDown Championship. And then we have AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. That is so far all we have. Once again, the show is next weekend. So throwing it to you guys, what's been your thought on the build so far for Survivor Series and just off of those matches? And we can include the men's War Games match. What's your excitement level for that show next weekend? I know you was going to ask uh, something like this. So I looked at it more of a grade so far, kind of the grade for the build of Survivor Series. And I'm going to give it a B. So wherever we want to put that as an excitement level, because one, it's war games. So I think just on war games alone, it, I'm going to be bought in and I'm excited to see that. Um, other than that, us knowing only really officially three matches have been announced officially. I still like to see what else happens this tomorrow Friday Smackdown and then the go home shows next week um, but I, I'm still give it a B just because it is war games I do want to make mention I read somewhere that um, EO this she has been in every single WWE war games so this is going to be pretty cool because she's a newer person to the team but she has the most experience in the war games <laughs> Eshan what do you think about uh, the build so far? Well, you know, I'm going to give it a B plus because um, I'm I'm just really invested in the overall product right now. Um, but I am very excited to see that women's match. I want to see the beautiful Bianca size up with the deadly Rhea Ripley. I, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that. I know we're seeing the NXT, but they're on a different level right now. The both of them, right? They're on a different level right now. And, yes, sir. Uh, Oh, and how how fabulous did Rhea look at Crown Jewels? I don't know. If we talked about that, but she looked great. She did, yeah, those braids, there, right? incredible yeah. look, she, she, fantastic. She looked, yep, she looked awesome. So I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to seeing them. Size, I'm sure that's going to be a moment in that match that they're going to play up. Oh yeah, um, and hopefully that's something we can see in the near future, maybe at a, a, a Mania. So I'm really give me excited give to me see Rumble, that. give me Mania. It's it's like you know what I mean. Like we're getting yeah. around that time where those big matches. And really, you kind of look at it and say, like, uh, who is really probably up next for Bianca? And you would think Rhea could be next. 
They've, they've certainly teased it on uh, some of their television recently, so I'm excited for that as well. And now I, I, I'm looking forward to the men's as well. I want to see the entire bloodline get in there, team up. I don't think we've seen them team up together, right? Like, So this would be like the first time they've all been in the ring together. I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, yeah, I'm invested in, in the company right now, so I'm invested to see what's going to happen next for Survivor Series as they build to WrestleMania. Okay. I, um, I'm not... I don't, I don't think the build has been great. And what I was saying earlier, kind of to piggyback on, on that or circle back to it, I think it's just due to because we had Crown Jewel three weeks ago. So what we're seeing a little bit is the, the byproduct of only having a three-week build from your last big show. They mm-hmm. did a pretty good job of really promoting Crown Jewel. And then you got three weeks from Crown Jewel to, to hit Survivor Series. So I think we're seeing a little bit of that. Hopefully, you know, on SmackDown this week, we get a, a lot of really good things to build up Survivor Series. And then take it to next week, of course, with Raw and SmackDown being the go-home shows, respectively. So we know the show's going to be great, but I think there is just a little bit lacking with the build on Survivor Series. Before we move on, I cannot allow you, Rhodesia, to say War Games the way you said it earlier and not do your best William Regal impersonation of War Games. War Games! Boy, not yes. bad. Not bad. I wonder how all. I wonder how Regal feels when when that came out and how he couldn't introduce it. I wonder if deep down inside he has some kind of like. Huh. <laughs> he had some what? Uh. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'll tell you what I had some uh about was the whole Austin Theory thing from last week. We talked about that. <laughs> oh God. On Raw. I look like, for the most part, I think they did a really good job. Uh, well, one, that's, let me, okay, let me take it back. Not they. I think he, Austin Theory, cut a fantastic promo Monday night. And I think they set him up very nice with the mean streak at the end of the show going in and doing the beatdowns. I put a poll up on Twitter after the promo that he cut on Monday and the the the, the poll was pretty simple was theory's explanation on the failed cash in last week good enough for you we had 68 percent that said yes so overwhelming yes 20 percent said no 12 percent said hell no to it but overall <laughs> everybody was like hey it was good enough for me uh each i know we talked offline it was good enough for you like i said overall it, w- it was a great promo i still think we don't have to go back down that road they could have gotten to where they got to without making him look that bad but let's kind of talk about Raw real quick. Anything besides theory that stuck out to you guys as, you know, uh, big news or, or must talk about? You talking to me or to Ishan? <laughs> Just to make both. sure. B-O-F-U-M, both of them. <laughs> both of them. Well, for me, I, well, I don't want to take away from my that's freaking wrestling moment of the week. Um, but I really like this Mia Yim with the O.C., I'm excited to see kind of where that's going to go. I really hope that that doesn't fall flat just because the OC, I feel like it's been kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Now at the last couple of matches I've seen them wrestling, I've told you before, Matt, like they are wrestling with some major intensity that I have not seen actually ever 
you made a point to me. Well, because I've never really seen them as faces collectively. So, of course, to me, I'm like, oh, wow, that's absolutely true. I've never seen them as a crew together as faces. But it's this intensity that they're wrestling with that I have never seen before. So I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic with this whole Mia Yim thing. But for the most part on Raw, not to take away from what I'm going to talk about later, um, I think that's pretty much what I have as a takeaway from Raw. Yeah, hot tags, of course, come across differently. You got to have that fire and intensity when you get that hot tag, you know, to clear out the ring, opposed to working heel when you're in the, you know, match on top for 90% of the match or so. Ishan, anything from uh, Raw that you would want to bring up that was pretty big to you? Yeah, a couple of quick things for me. Like, um, I think we talked a little bit offline that we felt like the show was a little slow. Um, and I'm okay with shows like that. You know, like, I think it was they were trying to build a couple of things. Um but one thing, a couple of things I think you need to be careful of on that show. Look, I like Dana Brooke. She's transformed her body. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman. But that match she had with, like, with, with, with EO, <laughs> like, look, they could have kept that. Like, right? I mean, it's, they need to, if they're going to bring Dana Brooke on my TV, they need to give me a reason to care about and invest in her character. Um, the 24 seven thing wasn't enough that built went in the trash for a reason, right? I think well, I'm not going to say all that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't the trash for a reason for sure. It wouldn't the trash for a reason. But then shouldn't, then shouldn't she have fought then Nikki who actually threw it away? Well, who knows why they put that? I don't know why that match happened. And that's part of, that's, that's part of the problem, right? <laughs> like, look, they need to reintroduce that character, revamp that character. She needs a makeover, right? Because the, the live crowd um, said enough about, they were totally in, in, uh, uninvested in that match. Um, and that's not a great thing for EL, who's a part of a hot faction on, on that show. Um, I think they need to do more with those types of segments. I don't think on Raw, they should have a lot of those matches to where you got people on TV that people just aren't invested in and care about that. That's real estate on that primetime t- uh, TV. And right. uh, I just want to say one quick thing uh, to the Austin theory thing. I thought that was a great um, thing that they, they did on that, on that show. And I want to shout out um, a great friend of the show, Joel McIntyre um, on our, on our Twitter page. He said, believe it or not, Austin theory actually made sense. He basically said what we're all thinking. There was no way. He was cashing in on Roman. He was stupid, but it made sense. Like, no true words have ever been said. Like, I think it's a great moment. We'll talk about it a little bit later on. But that's what I really had. I, I felt like the show was a good building show, but I, I need them to do a better job of making us care about these wrestlers as they're introducing to television because for a long time, those wrestlers did, really didn't matter. And I think they need to be careful. And I think it's a great time to kind of reinvest in those characters. Hey, Matt, okay. with him saying all yeah. of that, before you kind of give your takeaways from Raw, I'm not sure if you're going to int- say this at all in your kind of takeaways. How many more beatdowns do you think Ali can take where we don't care about him anymore? I tweeted on what Monday. What do you mean anymore? <laughs> I tweeted, <laughs> I I tweeted on Monday about that, and I actually used the video from Raw, and I said, uh, I'm so happy that Ali is on my TV but I did not expect it to be like this. And, mm-hmm. hey, it's not even just the beatdowns. They're setting him up to be not cared about. We talked about 
on two weeks ago, Raw show, where he popped his head up on the Titan Tron, you heard audible groans from the crowd before Bobby beat him up. Okay, so that's already indifference from the crowd. Then he pops his head up again this week and is like, no, nah, I'm getting me some. He proceeds <laughs> to get destroyed. Now, that match was good, right? And then that, the, the spear spot looked fantastic. So he's doing his thing. But to, to your point, man, it, it is just beat down city for him right now. So it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. There's no way the end game is him being the U.S. champion against Seth. Seth has turned face. If, we're, if we have not noticed this in the last couple of weeks, came back with that blonde hair and he has been off and running so far, which I think was the right call. The, the fans love Seth. We all love Seth, you know, and we boo him. We boo him just out of, Hey, we're playing along because we, he wants us to boo him, but Seth right. has done some of the, he's had a, a huge year. If you, once again, you talk about MVPs, take anything outside of the bloodline out from WWE, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins all day, every day has been the MVP for them this year. But I don't think the end game right now for that U.S. championship and Ali is, hey, let's build to Seth and Ali and let's put the belt on Ali. So to kind of, you know, to your, your question, I think they're, they're on thin ice right now with, with what they do with him. And if they have plans for him, we need to start seeing what those plans are pretty quick because you are going to run into that situation where now he is that person that when you see him come out, there's nothing. Hey, Matt Rodiger, I got to ask you a question. Stick with Ali. Yeah. Um, he gets, he's, he's been given a lot of TV time. He has. Um, with his current run, you know, he had the Retribution Horrible Storyline. He's been given a lot of time to shine and do his thing and make this kind of his own. And it hasn't worked yet. Right? And now he's a talented guy. I think he has a good look. Um, but when do we say that, hey, maybe a change of scenery might be necessary for him? Because, like, they're giving him a lot of chances to, to be something, and it hasn't worked to click in any kind of way yet. He's been there for a while. I'm going to say anything that is prior to Triple H is a whole different person. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if to believe it or not, but I, I feel it, that because he's not that big guy, that heavyweight, that he's never going to been put in that spotlight by Vince at that time under Vince's WWE. So I can only take it now for Ali under Triple H's WWE. That's why I kind of asked that question. How long do we get of Ali getting beat up royally every time on Raw to where we don't care about him? He can wrestle. He can go in the ring. I don't think that's the problem at all. I really just can't compare for how long he has been at WWE under Vince. Um, leadership I can't really compare that to now what I will say though I do think Triple H has a plan for him he's on TV for a reason now and they're not squash matches you know so it's not like we're seeing him out there for only two minutes he's getting promo time he's getting backstage segments he, we're getting he'll get, we're getting them in ring so this isn't a squash I think they have a plan I just hope the plan works because he is incredibly talented and you know to your point Eshan it was up to him he had been gone, you know, a while ago. He tried to get his release, and they wouldn't release him. So <laughs> we will see how that plays itself out. Overall, I don't have any raw thoughts, though. You guys kind of nailed it. You kind of hit it. I did think raw was kind of slow. This week uh, felt like a chore to kind of get through the entire three hours. There were some really good pieces to it. But overall, kind of just sitting down and watching it in totality. Uh, and I think some of that is just, in my opinion, the, the, the feel of the lack of Survivor Series build. Watching that show and, like, man, Survivor Series is, like, 
less than two weeks away. It's next Saturday. And seeing some of the things we saw not building to Survivor Series was a little bit of a head scratcher. But once again, we got three weeks or excuse me, three shows until Survivor Series. Um, let's go into Dynamite because it is AEW Full Gear Week. All right, so we are going to get into it. Uh, of course, talk about Full Gear predictions and all that. Actually, right after we kind of talk about Dynamite, a couple of highlights from Dynamite that I wanted to bring up. And I'll kind of, you know, throw it to you guys and see what you guys have. Number one, uh, Britt Breaker's promo. Once again, we know Britt can talk. And she showed... If you watched last night and you didn't watch AEW Weekly, you would think Britt was a face, good girl, and Soraya was the heel. If you listen to that promo, if you guys saw it, I'm sure you will agree. If not, go back and watch it. The way she delivered that promo, you would think like, hey, she wants the fans to ride for her because she's been there from day one during the pandemic, working through injuries, working in front of no fans, building up the company. She said everything that was just fantastic in regards to, you know, she she actually talked about it. I think she was on Busted Open this week, and she said Soraya brought it. She said she wasn't expecting her to kind of dig as deep as she did last week to Brit, but she did, and she said, and she's happy that she did bring that because she brought the fire out of her. And we saw that in that promo on Dynamite this week. thought the promo was fantastic. Uh, once again, I did kind of feel like, man, are we setting Soraya up to be a heel and Brit to be a face? We, I don't think that's happening. But I thought the, the actual promo was 10 out of 10 perfection in terms of selling the match, in terms of telling us why this match matters, in terms of putting over Soraya and saying, hey, you have – bounce back from your injuries. You have had personal problems if you came back. Hey, you're right. I have looked up to you, but this is still my domain, and you're going to see come Saturday. I thought it was great. What would you guys think of that promo? But I also think that Soraya did the same thing in return. Um, I think that she had gave Dr. Britt Baker the props as well. So, yes, I think just by default, Dr. Britt Baker – for the crowd reaction is going to be the face there at full gear. But I think they both actually put on a, a pretty face this. Oh, here we go with this to face this kind of um, pr- promo on the go home show. Matt Rhodesia, I got to tell you something. I'm hot about this. Like this is Uh-oh. This, this, all right. This this hold on a second. Cause anytime you start like this, I got to go to my <laughs> soundboard and get something ready. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> this, this, this whole, all right, I need to, I'm really upset about it. Seriously, this time. Okay, so, so this is what I'm going to do. Look, hold on a second. This hold on, hold on. This, I'm serious. Because okay. I don't know what. So I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to no, no. just kind of like hit you with like. <laughs> we, we, need, we need a, we need a, we need a, we need a beep on these things, man. But they F this thing up. What? This they f this Woo! thing up. They f they f this thing up, and I'm gonna break it down to you the reason why. This storyline was simple. It was easy. Paige, Soraya, the comeback, coming back from a career-ending injury. She should be loved and adored right now. She's having her first match back in. Tell me this, man. Has it been, uh, is it five years, six years? How long has it been? It's a long time, man. I'll I'll pull it up like real quick. Ish. Yeah, to just to get it. 
accurate, but um, go ahead and I'll, I'll let you know what I find. Look, look, yeah, look, look, look it up and let me know. This is an easy okay. storyline. Brett is the hated heel, right? She has Charlotte Heat going into this 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 program with Soraya, right? And unjustifiably so, in my opinion. You know, like Britt is great. She's the face of that division, without a doubt. I'm not sure why she was getting that pushback from the fans. This is one of the, the silly things that they do. I'm going to say they can. I don't feel that way. I think Britt is phenomenal as a heel. She's the phenomenal face of that company. But it's easy story to write. Paige, first match back from a career-ending injury. Uh, she, she's an she's a addiction survivor. Easy to sto- the, uh, story to tell. And they fluffed it up and made it too convoluted from the very start. And as I said last week about the whole build for this thing, it's not like they've had great story ebbs and flows throughout this whole build. They could have easily two weeks ago let Soraya make her announcement that she's back. And she's having her first match back in five years from a career in the injury at full gear. And that should have been one of the major selling points coming out of that show. I don't care how they did it. Backstage interview, in the ring, in the parking lot, in someone's car, in the jacuzzi. It doesn't matter. That should have been a bomb drop right there. But instead, they did it last week. So we're now, instead of it being a moment that we can all embrace as fans and cheer her and be a talking point, they quickly moved right to the next thing, which is a back and forth between them talking. This is what I talked about as far as the storyline creative, because we've seen this happen with Sammy. Sammy's supposed to be the next face. Tay's supposed to be the next face. But somehow, storyline-wise, they turn heel <laughs> on the audience without intentionally doing it. And that's exactly what happened with Soraya in, in her promo. She, start, she somehow turned, you know, Brit, you know, face. And, and, like, and, and she got a lot of backlash and probably I thought was probably her greatest promo since she's been in AEW. Um, but the, yeah. the overall content, some of the content in that character turned Brit face. So now fast forward to this episode of Dynamite. Brit is a total baby face in this promo. You're you're supposed to be the heel. She's the total baby face in this in this promo. And then in Soraya's um, reply to her, it's just like, hey, I respect you. I don't want to talk about it. I'll see you at the pay-per-view, right? So now going into this pay-per-view, right, which should have been easy to write, you know, Soraya's your, your top face. She's coming back. This is her first match back against Hayda Hill. Now we're, we've kind of split the audience. Now we've muddied the audience already, right? Now are we cheering Soraya? Are we cheering Brett? Who's who now? Now we now we got the 50 50 split. And as I told you, sometimes that creates indifference and, and that muddies characters because now when Saray goes into the next program, how do we feel about her? Right. How do we feel about Brett going to the next program, which I'm assuming is going to be Jamie at some point. Right. So this is what I talk about storyline and characters. I, I don't know who's to blame for it, but it, it was an easy one to write and they've messed it up. This match should have a great story going into it to where you're cheering 100% Soraya to beat the cowardly, despicable heel, Britt Baker, right? So if we get that or we don't get that win, we want to see more. So how do we get to this point? It's, it's beyond me. I'm hot about it. 
So, yeah, so no. to your point, it, it was actually December 27th, 2017. So she's going on five years since her last match in a professional wrestling wow. ring. Everything you said right there, Ishan, as far as who or how this moment should have been for Soraya, I think we talked about that before. When she first announced that she's going to wrestle again, absolutely. She should be the face. Her comeback should be just like how CM Punk's comeback was. Of course, I'm not comparing CM Punk to Paige or Paige, I'm sorry, Soraya to CM Punk. I'm not comparing them. I'm drawing a parallel there. So I do agree with you there. But now that we are here, I just think that unless she went against anybody else other than Britt Baker, we would be in this position. And I would not have won Soraya to go against anybody else than the top woman, which is Dr. Britt Baker. So I think we kind of find ourselves in a conundrum of what do we do? I would always rather be in this position, her going in a feud in a campaign against the top woman because she is coming back after five years than her going after somebody else. You guys just gave us then the perfect segue. Let's get into it. Let's talk full gear and let's start with that match then, if that's the case. You kind of just laid down the groundwork for you, Ishan, in regards to what this should have looked like. I do agree with you to a certain uh, perspective of if we're doing face versus heel, should be clear cut. And it's not clear cut right now at all whatsoever. I said it last week. Soraya needs to be careful because that promo she cut on Dynamite kind of came across a little hillish. And then Britt kind of doubled down this week on Dynamite and cut a fantastic face promo. I guess the positive of this is, hey, now we know she can be the top face in AEW with that promo that she cut. But we do have them taking on each other. Soraya's first match in five years. That should be a selling point alone for some wrestling fans, especially if you were a Paige fan in WWE. Let's get into it. Soraya versus Dr. Britt Breaker, DMD. Who you guys got? I do have Soraya. I don't know how she could lose this match. Well, I do know how she could lose it if they tell the proper story. I don't think she is, though. I do think she is going to go over on Britt in hopefully a really good, physical, story-driven match. Rudy, what you got? I actually think that Dr. Brewer Baker is going to win. I don't think that Soraya is going to come back and win. I think that there's going to be a really great showing. I think that we're going to be able to see Soraya. I, I hope we don't see any rustiness there, but of course, if we do, that's just part of the business. She's been out of it five, for five years. Um, but I do think that Dr. Brewer Baker is going to win because I, I feel like something's going to have to happen with this whole Jamie Hayter situation. And how do we get them the feud? So if we're kind of planning backwards, coming back in, um, I just think that. Hey, 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 I no really... Jamie talk until we get to that match. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I do think that, okay, I'll just end it here. I think it's going to be a great match. It has a potential for a great match just because I feel that they have a lot of passion in their own individual story of how we got here. Um, they both have two valid um, stories. They have two valid I don't know the word I want to say here, but um, experiences that they're coming or chips on their shoulder coming to this match. They do. I think it's going to be a really great match in that regard there. And I do think that Dr. Burr Baker is going to win how that's going to come about. I don't know. We still have um, rebel Reba who's still always in Dr. Burr Baker's corner against, you know, Soraya who doesn't have someone in her corner. So I think that Soraya is going to lose her match coming back. So, this is what I got. 
I think I want to go with Britt Baker winning. Wow, two the, against one. Okay. The, the 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 top face of the company. Top face of the company, Britt Baker. Um uh, is gonna win this one. Um because I think it would be a great story for um Paige to continue on. Right? Soraya. Hey, she said she doesn't care what we call her. <laughs> Right. She said it. She couldn't have said that. She couldn't. Have. I, I, I think she meant between Soraya and Soraya. I don't think she meant Paige. No. She, this guy. Uh, you guys got. You kidding me? You know, I, 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 I watched the interview on her and Ray. She said she doesn't care. She, she even said some other things. You got to watch the interview. She's great. Okay. But look, I think it'd be a great story for her to tell because look, she's been gone for five years, right? And she just, just based on the story, she just got clear like a week ago. So how much has she had to train? Uh, you know how the 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 ring rust, right? So this would be a great you know challenge for her. Okay, if she loses this match and they can continue that storyline um, between the two of her, uh, the two of them, because I like, I don't want to see just them wrestle just once. Um, I I want to see them continue to 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 build and tell a story. Um, and maybe you know Brett can actually be a heel, you know, for once, and uh, she can get some heat, and then um, maybe uh, Soraya can uh, get. You know, some cheers out of this. So I'm looking forward to maybe her losing and continuing the build of that feud. I think Saray is going to put Britt over. Go ahead, Matt. No. that's You guys got Britt. I am going with Saraya. All right. We can run through this one quick. Not a lot of storyline to it, but should be fun for a couple of spots. Sting and Darby Allen versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I am going with the... Faces on this one. I am going with Sting and Darby. Ishan, who you got? You know, I, I finally figured out after watching um, Jeff Jarrett on Dynamite, like why I wasn't into it. He's reminding me of TNA Jeff Jarrett. And, oh, man, I just wasn't a fan, man. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, when I see Jeff, I might go to the bathroom during that match. Like, I, I just don't. Like Jeff Jarrett, maybe that's he. Maybe, maybe that's because he's a good heel. I guess I want to go with Sting and Darby so I can get Jeff off my TV. <laughs> well, last time you said there was a bathroom break, you came back and you put that person over on the podcast for a minute straight, and I had to drown out those trash takes with booze. So he with started that being, this episode like that. Sure did. So wait, your wait, bathroom wait. breaks. I, yeah, yeah, no, no. yeah. I didn't. I didn't I didn't take a bathroom break. I, I was there for every moment of you, that But match. you talked about taking a bathroom you break. You sure did. Remember we talked about sure, number yeah. one and number roll two? That, and roll that beautiful three. bean footage. We, we can pull we it up right have, now. We don't have record of that. We don't have record of that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. All right. I can I can never go against Darby. Let's be honest here. Um, first off, I just want to talk about that video package that we saw uh, for Darby. He's just different in all the great ways. He's this a smaller stature person. I don't want to call him a little guy. That's not fair. He's a smaller stature person, but he is just great. I, I, I feel like I'm engaged with him. I feel like he's, he's me in a sense, you know, just because he's the little fella again, not meaning that in any disrespectful term, I think the video package, if you watched it, he was in a body bag crowd surfing. Did you see that? But anyways, I can't go against Darby. Uh, it was Sting, probably the greatest older professional wrestler I will ever probably see in my lifetime from how um, impressed I have been for all his matches as he's been put on. I can't go against the two of them. 
So I'm going Darby Allen Sting is going. All right. By Next up. Necessary. Okay. Got it. Got it. Big meaty men slapping meat is what we got next up. I am super excited for this one. Warlow. It is for the TNT Championship. So it's Warlow's belt on line, not Joe's ROH's belt. Samoa Joe, Warlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Let's start with Holy you. Holy hell. Yep, let's start with you, Rhodesia. Who you got in this match? Well, because I think that was just really announced on Dynamite, I don't quite know who I really want to win yet. I'm there for it. I'm ready to see these big guys. Would you say slap? How did you start it? Big, big slapping each other? men <laughs> slapping meat. That's what we going to get. Wow, that's a lot right there. Um, I'm going to say Warlow is going to retain. How about you, Ishan? What a interesting build for this thing. Very interesting build. But, you know, the uh, match description of the, uh, of the match is much more interesting than I think the build's <laughs> been, to be honest with the you. The meaty one? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who... How can I not watch this and be inside of the body, right? I want to see some meaty meat slapping some meat. Of course, I want to see that. Um, it just, just, just a man. It's just same thing about um, Soraya. Like man, Warlow and his his push. I was I was so hype on him for a moment, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing Joe because Joe is almost back in that killer role, right? Um, and then I, I love to see the the monster man. I want to see what he got. Uh, I feel like he's kind of being overshadowed in between this right now, which is kind of disappointing for me. I was looking for him to kind of step up and be that true monster that he is. Um, but, hey, I'm going to go out on a limb here on this one. I'm looking for Powerhouse Hobbs to be the new okay. TNT. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Hey, air horn for Powerhouse, man. Uh, I'm going to cheat on this one because I don't know. But what I will say is Samoa Joe's taking the pin. And I think that's why he's in this match. Uh, I, I cannot figure out if Warlow's going to retain because I'm trying to figure out what the trajectory is next for Warlow. Um, but I really want Powerhouse Hobbs to like get that huge victory and start his ascend to the top. I think this is the perfect time you can do that. You can protect Warlow because you can have Hobbs pin Joe. Joe gets out clean because he still has his ROH belt. And then we kind of can see where that plays out with Warlow, where he goes next. So my prediction is Joe's taking the pin, but I would love for Hobbs to win the match. You guys know how much of a Warlow fan I am. I'm a huge Warlow guy, but uh, Hobbs, it would be pretty, pretty cool on that. Next up, we got a steel cage match. Jungle Boy versus Lucha Soros, which I'm sure Christian would be at ringside outside of the cage. Uh, Ishan, let's start with you on this one. Who you got between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and why? See, this is one of those things that I'm just picking Jungle Boy. I'm saying right off the top, only because I feel like the storyline is kind of dictating it. Um, I love for Luchasaurus to win. To be honest with you, I like Luchasaurus as a as that as a monster, right? He has kind of like a, a little bit of a Kane music. It reminds me of Kane when I hear his music. Yeah. Um, I, I love Christian as the heel. Um, and I know that I think for storyline purposes that we're trying to get closer and closer to that rematch between Jungle Boy and Christian. Um, but I think the overall feud between all of them has been fascinating. I love seeing Jungle Boy take the next step uh, as a character. And big thing is character, not necessarily as a wrestler. 
Um, I love with the I love seeing the monster uh, Luch uh, Luchasaurus, and I love uh, Christian as a heel. So um, I kind of want Luchasaurus to 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 win, so he can continue to get heat on a uh, Jungle Boy. But I think it might be Jungle Boy's time to to get a win. I think that although I really want Jungle Boy to win, this is Luchasaurus for the taking. It's a still cage match, and I really just feel like it's going to come down to who's meteor, if that's the word that we're going to go with, meteor. Luchasaurus is. He's a bigger guy. He's going to be able to handle the ring, the, the structure better. I was looking and reading into the actual steel cage itself, and it's actually a lot taller than what a lot of them said that they thought it would be. Um, and we know. So when you read on the steel, the steel cage, when you mm -hmm. read on the steel cage, is it a salad steel cage or is it a solid steel cage? <laughs> what did it say? It's a solid, much taller than expected steel cage. Got it. Much okay, taller, I thought it may have been a solid, solid steel, cage. steel cage. All right. Got yeah. it. Got it. Mm -mm, solid. Solid. So I think just based off of that, Luchasaurus has to win again. And I, my whole, I will always be from that school of, if you have more goons with you, you're going to always win. So if you have Christian that's there, and we know he's going to find a way to be there, he's, Luchasaurus is going to win. That, that's just how I feel about it. I mean, you brought, man, you are bringing out some names today. You say, you said the goons. <laughs> Boy, I like that. Hey, the you know goons. what? Man, shout, shout out to the goons out there holding it down. The goons. For all know. the bad guys and heels out in the world. So we appreciate your work you've done. Wait, time out. So am I, am I supposed to call Christian a valet? Now, that's disrespectful. <laughs> no, I'd rather call say, Christian no. a goon than a valet. You went with goons. I mean, I ain't heard goons <laughs> since Ray J said it on a breakfast club. Um, all right. I need to get you off of this. I'm going with uh, Jungle Boy also. I think he needs to win. We saw him, of course, get squashed at the last pay-per-view with Christian when Luchasaurus turned on him. So I'm going with uh, Jungle Boy to win this one. All right. I will next. say, though, to Ishan yes. point about Jungle Boy really quickly, that I am loving kind of this kind of um, growing more into kind of a, a jungle man than a jungle boy. I'm really liking that he's showing more strength. I, I'm really liking that. But go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. You know, and shout out to Jim Ross, too. Jim Ross tried to get that over when AEW first started, kind of just calling him Jack Perry because his whole thought process was eventually he – won't be a boy from Jungle Boy, and fans crapped right. all over him. So shout shout to Jr. for kind of knowing what he's doing when he's on commentary. Shout out Jr. All right, so we got TBS champion versus TBS champion. Who the real champion is, of course, is up to you guys to decide. <laughs> but we got Jade Cargill versus Nyla Rose. Rhodesia, this is a woman's match. <laughs> Ladies first. Who you got? I spit my drink out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't think Nyla Rose can afford another loss, let's be honest. But, because I think she's had been the, the other TBS champion for the last several weeks, I think Jade is going to retain her, her belt. I hope she actually gets it back, actually, at the end of full gear. But I think Jade's going to win, just because Nyla has been interim TBS champion for the last month. I like it. Hey, you know, I've really like um this 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 feud has really made me a fan of Nyla Rose. Uh, I I man, she is Come on, man. She is Come on now. <laughs> so you have been one of the biggest haters of Nyla Rose for no reason since she's been in AEW and you finally come around 
to seeing the genius that as long as she has TV time, you can get. We know, of course, on just the Internet, on Twitter, she's incredible. But we're now seeing it on TV uh, pretty consistently. So she's been fantastic. But go ahead. She's been, and that's just simply not true. I have not been the biggest hater. I might have been a small hater, but I would say the big. One. Oh no, you've been big and, hater. Um, but big hater. Nah, eh, that's debatable. Oh, but, your uh, your that's hate, your hate, hold, your hate for Nyla was more than my hate for Braun Strowman. Your hate for Nyla was more hate than the Austin Theory failed cashing that I had last week. <laughs> oh no, we 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 straight capping now. But no, but look. Definitely interesting. And and shouts out to like, so, okay, this storyline is such a stupid wrestling storyline, right? And I think they kind of acknowledge it, and it's okay. Like, and Jay kind of mentioned it in, 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 in her promo package. She was like, how is it that no one can get my belt back from this woman? Like, how <laughs> how does a company who takes themselves seriously <laughs> let somebody steal a championship just take and it. this just has take be it. gone for months? Right, how how is Tony Khan okay with this, right? It's, it's the question. So, like, the ridiculousness of this storyline is such, a, 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 like, an ode to, like, wrestling. And wrestling has these kind of storylines for centuries, right? So, like, it's very it's a very interesting storyline. I think it's great for, um, for, for Jay's character. It kind of showed we see a different side of her as she's trying to chase her championship back. Um, I'm going to go with... Jay's a safe bet, so I'm going to take Nyla. I'm going to take Nyla and, Absolutely. you know, maybe see if we can get Jay to chase Nyla for this belt back. Wow. Legit. So you are going with the – we are – you are going – I just want to make sure that we're clear on this. You are going with one of the biggest upsets in wrestling 2022 by saying that, oh, got to go. Nyla Rose will be the person to defeat – Jade, this Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> none more. None more needs to be said on that. Um, I am going, of course, with Jade. She's not losing this Saturday. All right, moving on. Um, we got the very, very, very cool video package last night, or or just the video teaser. Def Triangle was in the ring after their match. You had Pac on the mic saying, you know, hey, there's some talk about the elite coming back. We're the owners of the trios championship and the trios division. Video pops up, and then we see the elite show up on the screen, which I thought was a fantastic moment. Crowd pops. You see it. It's that moment. We got that match coming at uh, this Saturday at full gear. Def Triangle versus the elite. Who you guys got? I screamed when I saw that. I have to just say that. You know, usually, you know, when you say the word pop, that's like the um, excitement, that cheer. I literally screamed when I saw the elite um, do the opposite of the Thanos snap onto that that, yeah. that visual. I absolutely screamed. I'm so excited. You know what's so cool about it, too? You know what's so cool about it, too, not to cut you off? It was that it was the, the ticking of the clock. No music in the background, yeah. just the click, just the tick, 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 tick. I, I thought that whoever came up with that, man, kudos, two thumbs up. That was excellent. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I have, I, I think, so to answer your question, I do, or you didn't ask the question, but this is a prediction. So 
I think that the rightful owners of the trios championship is going to get it back because they did not lose it. And we're not going to actually compare the elite to death triangle. Although I love all the members of the death triangle, the elite is going to win it back. But how amazing was that? I like I said, it's, I screamed at home. Usually I scream at live events and other times, but I literally scream when I saw that on my TV last night. All right. So then you're going with the elite, correct? That is correct. Excellent. Isha. I'm going out on a limb again. I'm going on a limb again. I'm going to go with Uh-oh. Death Triangle on this one. I'm going on a limb again. Like I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm just uh, watching the story. Uh, you know, Pac has wanted these guys to be more aggressive. He's walking around with that ring bell thing. I'm not sure what it is he has, exactly has. I think that might come into play. And now we're going to have a, a full-on feud and chase from the elite um, look, uh, going after Death Triangle. Matt, before you answer, I think actually I might change my answer. Who is going to be the referee? <laughs> oh, boy. That's going to be it. If it's if trash, Knox. There, if, if it's trash, Knox. Well, but no, but we know it's gonna be Knox because Knox, yeah, Knox does all of the elites uh, matches. Well, I was about to say movies. Jeez, old Pete. Okay, so then you're going Death Triangle. I like it. So I got to break the tie. We got the elite. We got Death Triangle. <sighs> Drum roll. All right. So I am going to. This is another cheating pick. I am going with the elite, but I would not be surprised. If the House of Black returns and interferes and costs Ooh. the elite, the match, and then Death Triangle retains. Ooh. Yep, up. I That's think, not fair. I think that would be a fantastic reintroduction for House of Black. Hold up now. Here's him. the thing. Here's the thing. Why don't we stop the show when I quote unquote cheat, right? But Matt been doing it the whole damn podcast. No. Nope. It's okay. I still I said the elite. Understand. I said I the elite, but. So. I'm giving I'm giving it to you. All right. But but I do have well, the, the elite. The if I had to bet. Well, the difference is to answer with your point there, Ishan, the the whole episode was wrestlers of the year, not tag teams, not federations, not groups of the year. It was wrestler of the year. And we had to rank them. That's the major difference. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, go look into the archives. It was a bonus episode. We did top ten wrestlers of twenty twenty two. Ishan proceeded to name off 53 wrestlers on his list because he named off every tag team and trios <laughs> on the face of God's green earth. That's what he's talking about. So I digress. Moving on. Uh, we do have a four-way match that we know is going to be a banger, but I'll be honest, I don't care much about it. Uh, it is for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara versus Claudio. Who you guys got? Can I say pass? Is that allowed or is that cheating? No, you can say, hey, I really don't care about it. But if I had to pick somebody and then you could pick a name out of a hat. I don't really care. So if I had to say Jericho will retain. So here's the thing. I skipped these matches. I'm, not, I'm full disclosure. I skipped them. I have no idea how, how we got here. I don't know how Sammy's in this match. <laughs> I, it doesn't make sense. But I, I, I haven't followed any of it either. So I, I, I can't say. I don't care who wins. I, I'm I, I, I'm just gonna. I don't care. I don't care to watch the matches, and it's, it's, I don't care. I'm a pass. So then, are you even gonna give us a prediction? Uh, I don't. I don't even know why they're even having. A, why? Why is? Why is? 
how is that you got two dudes from each faction in a four-way? It seems like it'll be a tag team match, right? But again, I don't know how we got here because I intentionally get up and do something else when these matches come on. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess if I have to pick somebody, I guess I'll pick somebody on the limb. I, I'll say uh, Claudio. Okay, he's going with Claudio. I do think that uh, there is going to be something storyline related from this, and we'll get to that during uh, toward the end of because we only got three more matches to go over. So I think this is going to be at play. I got Jericho. I don't think Jericho's losing this until they announce their TV deal or their streaming deal, whatever the case may be, for this. All right. Now we get into, I would say, probably the top three matches, maybe? No, no, no. But these all three matches should be bangers also. Let's go with the uh, women's interim championship, which it was funny because today Tony Khan had his uh, press call for Full Gear, and he stated that he is thinking about taking the belt off of Thunder Rosa and basically giving it to Tony or giving it to whoever wins so it's no longer the interim belt. And then, you know, when Thunder Rosa comes back, hey, we can have a match to kind of determine who's the champ because she doesn't even know when she's coming back. The interim thing, I think, works for a couple months. Doesn't work, though, when you're talking about she's been out a full pay-per-view cycle and she doesn't even have a return date set, allegedly return date set. So let's go into it. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. I'll lead on this one. I do have Tony Storm winning this. Uh, I would love if Jamie won. I am such a big Jamie Hayter fan. But just what I just said, I, I would think we probably are leaving money on the table if we take the belt off of Tony before Thunder Rosa comes back. Now, if we completely get rid of this interim title and we just make it women's championship, then I think, okay, we can probably do something with that. But I, I think the money is if we stay interim – would be Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa for the real world's champion. But I do have Tony Storm beating Jamie Hayter this weekend. Rhodesia, once again, women's match. So ladies first, who you got? I agree with you as far as who's going to win Tony. I think that depends on Tony Storm, that is. I think there's no other Tony or whatever. Um, I think that when it comes to that match, if the Brit, Dr. Britt Baker, um, and Soraya match starts first. I really do believe there's going to be something where Dr. Bird Baker is going to interfere in that match. Again, maybe it's on purpose. Maybe it's on accident purpose. But I think that Dr. Bird Baker is going to have something to do with that outcome. Again, nefariously or not. And that, I think that's how Tony is going to retain that. Again, I'm always for the person or the group who, if you are the champion, you should always have the ability to come back. If you have to leave because of injury, you should always be almost given back the championship. So, of course, I know as far as fans, we have to look at it as a match, and then you have to win it back. But I do feel that it's only fair and right that the person who had to walk away from it should get the actual title back if it's because of injury. So, Like you said, I feel as Tony and Thunder Rosa, there is that story there. Before they left, they kind of was a group together. It was a thunderstorm, I think it was what it was called. There is money that's there, but I think that Brit, Dr. Bitbreaker, depending on where that match is going to be at on the card, sh she's going to have something to do with Jamie losing. Mm, okay. Yeah, they were, they were Thunderstorm, and whenever Tony gets a chance, she brings up she should be the champion, and just like she was going to be at All Out, so I don't think we're going to see Thunderstorm tag again <laughs> anytime soon. So. <laughs> oh, no, that's a wrap. Yep. That's a wrap. Yeah, because uh, Tony, she's not happy about being interim champion. And, um, 
You know, there's a lot of skittle booty about that she was going to be the champion. Anyway. Oh, no, she was, for sure, 100%. Yeah, yeah. and I so, think that's why some of the, the wrestlers internally feel like maybe Thunder Rosa is playing up this injury a little much because she was going to drop the title at the pay-per-view. Like, man, you would hope but, that wouldn't happen. But but I'm not sure if you saw the episode. On, you know, she is a, a co-host of a Busted Open. She kind of tried to put the rest of those – uh, that argument, you know, very passionately. You know, she very passionate. She's injured, mm-hmm. and she, you know, and she's not faking an injury. And she was very passionate about that. Um, so uh, I'm going to say that's not the case. However, um, I do think uh, at this point, I, I think they should strip her of the belt. Uh, I think it, it gets to a certain point to where if you have to be able to defend the title and, and there's no end date or return date for you anytime in the near future, the division, the company has to move on. Right now, I think what fair is fair is that when she does come back, she gets a title opportunity at the next pay-per-view or the next show, whatever that looks like. Um, but I think it's not fair to the women's division and Tony Storm to be interim uh, champion. I feel like we need to move on and continue to make this, this uh, that, that division great. Um, and going into the match, I'm a huge Jamie fan as well. It's just that right now you can kind of tell it's not her time. Uh, I think we're going to get a great match from the two. Um, I, I don't think it's any way possible that she wins this title. I think that Tony comes out on top. Um, and I think that, you know, Tony continues, I'm sorry, Jamie continues to build a reputation as a, uh, as a great worker and I love to see what she does next, but this is Tony time. Tony time. I like that. I'm we so all, excited. We all agree on that. Yeah. You know, and not, not to jump past, we still got two matches to go over, but, uh, we will be in the building next week for dynamite. And I am so excited for that because, you know, when you have these uh, once a quarter pay-per-views, that TV show right after the pay-per-view is like a reset. They got a lot of things that they can completely shuffle. We talked about earlier about Warlow. Where does he go next? We talked about uh, Jungle Boy. And, hey, where does he kind of go next? We haven't even brought up Ricky Starks and what that looks like because of him having a legit injury. Uh, they pushed back the finals of the tournament. The finals of the tournament would no longer be on the pay-per-view. The finals will be uh, on Dynamite next week. Of course, if I had to bet money, I would say it's going to be, of course, Paige. And then I do think Starks is going to beat, um, who's he going against? Everybody dies. Lance Archer, Lance, Lance Archer at the pay-per-view. Yep, Lance yep. Archer. So I think that we're in for that too. Hey, where do you go with that? But even here, okay, so if Jamie does not win, where does she go? And I'm hoping if she doesn't win, it is due to some type of outside interference. Again, and maybe it backfires and she's finally over it. All right, so, man, this card, this card is super, super stacked. Next up, AEW Tag Team Champions. The Acclaim versus Swerve in our glory. Ishan, let's start with you on this one. We saw a four-and-a-half-star match at All Out. They came back, double-backed at Authorage Stadium. That was when the Acclaim won the championship. Another strong match. Hell, we saw a great match last night between Swerve and Bowen. So, shout-out to those guys. Put it all out there. Really strong match, setting us up for Saturday. I think this is the blow off. I, I I don't I don't see us having another rematch of this. Whatever happens here, I think it's pretty final for now. Who you got? Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, I probably give my prediction. Um, we had a great match between Swerve and um, Bowens on Wednesday. Those guys can go, and I do agree. I think this is the blow off match. I think this is. Uh, I think Acclaim is hot right now. I think they're the right choice as tag team champions um, because they they definitely bring something different to that division, to that show. 
Um, I think they were phenomenal in the little music video they did on Dynamite. That was phenomenal. So you got to keep that train rolling. Um, I think it's time for Swerve and our in their glory to go in different ways. And I think th that storyline has been building towards that, right? Because Swerve is coming more and more of a heel, right? And it seems like um, Lee's kind of over it. But at the same time, it seems like Swerve's kind of over it too. So I think they're definitely going to see uh, like an uh, imploding um, on that pay-per-view if those two guys do indeed lose that match. But I got the acclaim um, keeping the straps. Same here. I think the claim is going to win. There's no doubt about it. I do want to make mention, mention to the dynamite match between Swerve and Bowens. And, oh, my God, hard-hitting. Swerve gave it to Bowens. He beat him <laughs> royally. There was times where I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, so that match was, I would call, really stiff, at least on Swerve's side of it, really strong style on Swerve's side of it. And with that, I do believe that they're not going, they being Swerve and Keith Lee are not going to win those titles. The acclaim is going to retain. Plus, there's no point for taking it off of them right now. They still get such huge pops, um, huge excitement when they come out. So I, I don't think there's a purpose or a reason for them to, to lose the titles. And like you said, Ishan, it is time for Keith and Swerve to kind of separate. They kind of never really was together. It was kind of like a default thing. Um, why they were appearing together. But I, I do think that the claim will retain. If there is a lock on this pay-per-view, this is the match. A claim wins and goes over and move on to other things. Last match, main event. John Moxley versus MJF for the AEW World Championship. Rhodesia, lead us off on this. Who is winning who you got? Mox wants to go on vacation. Now it's it's different because his wife is now working there at the company. Yeah, but they it ain't is going time together. For Mox to go relax. <laughs> they, they're not going together. <laughs> it is time. He wanted to go on his vacation three months ago. <laughs> so Mox is going to put MJF over, which I feel is rightfully so. MJF is going to win. That's it. That's to it. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely just going to go ahead and lead with uh, I'm going MJF all day long. It's his time now. It's his company. Um, and th the only thing I'm hoping is that we don't get shenanigans, right? I, I, I hope. And the, and the reason right. I keep saying this is because they love to do these swerves where they're trying to swerve the audience and swerve the fans. Like, look, give me a straight forward story that I could sink my teeth into. And that's right now. That's MJF becoming that top baby face of that company that's solely, solely needed. Um, so I'm hoping that he wins. He's come triumphant. As it's going to be a great ending for the pay-per-view. And then we have him challenging and, uh, the firm uh, for a couple weeks um, leading to his next title defense. So I'm going all day long, MJF. All right, so I do think we're getting shenanigans. But the shenanigans is not what I think people are looking at. We watched last night on Dynamite and the beatdown of the firm when MJF came in to save Moxley. You can look at that and say, man, that was such a um, not real beatdown. Or you can say, hey, two low blows, I poke, hey, it was real. I don't know about that, right? What I do know, though, is I think MJF is winning the championship. 
but I do think it's going to be with help from Regal and not the firm. I think the Blackpool Combat Club, as we know it, is not going to be the same, i.e. the four-way match with Claudio and Brian Danielson in there. Uh, there's a reason why at the end of Dynamite, they wanted the shot of Regal, MJF, and Moxley. If you go back and watch, never thought about that. Moxley goes to leave. He remembers they got to get the face off. He comes back into the ring. They do the face off, get you a good 15, 20 seconds of it. And then he leaves again. MJF stated again last night about the devil line. The biggest trick the devil ever pulled was that he didn't exist. Well, everybody's thinking, you can even look last night at the response MJF got. That crowd didn't know how to react. They didn't pop, really, because they were just like, this is a setup. We know that he's probably start, still with the firm, and they're going to get together, raise their hands, and then go off. That's why there was not that big reaction last night when MJF came and made the save for Moxley. The swerve is going to be Regal. I think he goes with Regal. If you go back to that promo that they had, I think Regal gives him the brass knucks. He said he's not using that diamond ring, and there's the story. Moxley's gone for a while on his well-deserved vacation. Shout out to Moxley for holding down the fort when no one else could probably in that position over the last few months. But then I do think that's where we kind of go off. So I do have MJF winning the championship, and I have, unfortunately, him still not being the face that I want, but I think we're in for some really, really good TV with him and Regal being together. If we can get that, which I hope we do now that you say all that, that probably would be the best booking of AEW history because all the little seeds of the whole um, combat club, black combat club, BCC, I always mess up their name. It's always been who's vicious enough or it's always been some kind of something in the juices there with the three of them. Like it's something just isn't right. Now with that whole introduction with Regal being in the ring and that classic performance of MJF, MJF have nothing but classic performances. But like you mentioned, but with Regal, I absolutely think that Regal now is going to be that, that factor in that match there. Because I already knew that Black Combat Club, there was something up with them. They're not as cohesive as they need to be. And let's be honest, Regal, they don't need Regal to speak for them. Not saying that MJF needs Regal to speak for him either. But right. I, I, I see that now that you mentioned that. And I hope they do that because that would probably be the, one of the biggest payoffs, at least for me as an AEW fan watching. Oh, I, I hate that. I hate every, Why? I hate, I hate every last second Why? of it. Because I'm tired of them muddying all of their faces and heels in that company. God damn it. Give me a, a, a straight up heel and a straight up face. Why like people want to cheer MJF. So why are you continuing to put things on his plate that tries to make him a heel, but people want to cheer him, right? So who, if he stays heel or heelish, what's the next baby face in that company that's going to stand against him that people are going to cheer over him? There's not, you got you got Gimme. three right but off the top, always of, uh, said top, that... top of the head. You have Gimme. You get you got three real quick. You got Ricky Starks, who's gonna win the, the tournament. Well, Hopefully, maybe. Uh you have Warlow. You have Warlow if he drops the TNT him. belt. And you also me. have Eddie Kingston, which oh my god, with those two on a microphone, I don't even need I don't need them to ever wrestle. Just give me 20 minutes every single week with MJF and Eddie Kingston in the middle of the ring, going back and forth on the mic. And I'm sold. Take all my money. Eddie. But I, I do I do think Eddie those are the three that you can go with. No, Warlow's getting cold. 
Ricky isn't there yet. But no, um, Eddie, yeah, how can you not love Eddie? Eddie's probably somebody that can stand against him. But at the same time, if you flip him and you just make him the champion, that, that face, there's a lot of people you can throw against him. And it's all entertaining. He can carry a lot of feuds himself just with his mic. Just with Which his one? Tongue. Who are we talking about? MJF. He can carry any feud with just his tongue and just his personality. And so, for me, look, stop muddying, stop swerving, because, look, they need, to, they need to do things in that company that's not for the core audience. Because the core audience for them is shrinking a little bit, right? They need to do things that's going to bring outsiders into it. That's going to bring some of the WWE people in there, some of the people who stopped watching wrestling, some people who never watched wrestling. They need to be able to bring people into that audience when it consistently do things that kind of muddies things or make doesn't always make sense. They sh- this is what I'm saying. Like my brother-in-law who watched that show, right? I had to do a lot of, of, of explaining to him what was happening and why it was happening during that match. How invested was he in that match where I had to talk to him through everything? They should have a show to where you can drop people in, they can watch, and they can know what's going, what's going on. If they're dropping people in, and they got this guy who's coming off like an asshole, but everyone's cheering him, they're like, "Hey, what am I? Is this guy supposed to be? If I'm supposed to like him, I'm supposed to not like him. What's what's really going on?" I just want them to do some things that kind of just that's straightforward, kind of makes sense. Not all these curves and Swiss, and because those aren't always the best stories. Now, I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying there. I am going to agree with that. But the whole interaction between Regal and MJF, I would feel will go into vain or was done in vain if nothing else comes out of that. And then then I'll be bitching about, well, here goes another AEW situation where they didn't follow through with what they probably should have done. So where I get your point, and with wrestling one-on-one, you should have a face, a clear good guy, good girl, and a good or bad good girl or good guy. Sorry, good girl, good guy, or bad guy, bad girl. You should have it very clear. Like you said, someone brand new watching wrestling should know who's the bad one, who's the good one. But in this case here in particular, this storyline that we talk about AW needs a storyline, I absolutely feel like that whole interaction with Regal and MJF would have been done in vain. Hey, I'm going to say another thing just and I'll let it go. I think so. Mox is really good at explaining things in his promos really good explaining he had a tough night he what? was off he had a tough night he you know was why off. you know why because he had to explain a lot of bullshit that didn't make sense <laughs> that's why he was off no i don't agree with that i do he had an off night for sure but his story that he was telling made perfect sense he's basically saying like i've been through all the wars in the world this was handed to you why am i worried i'm not worried at all we are past an hour, so we're going to get through uh, our, our uh, TFW moments. But I do have one last prediction for you guys. Tony Khan. Stated, match? Tony Khan stated yesterday, we are getting the scrum afterwards this weekend. Oh, <laughs> my, my question, this is just yes or no. Next week on the TFW pod, are we going to have a segment from – the AEW scrum after full gear. Yes or no? Ishan. No. Rhodesia. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go yes. It won't be anything like 
what we saw after All Out. But I do think it'll be something worth talking about. Kind of tongue in cheek asking the, that. The but they are going to be back. Yeah, yeah. But the we don't know if they're going to be at the scrum or not. It's going to be back. Oh, and hopefully, you know what? They get a live mic at the scrum. That'd be cool. All right, uh, let's get into the TFW moment of the week. We're going to like figure out getting some like music or something like that, or doing like a really cool. Hey, you're actually ready Maybe to I put you on the. Sing it. Maybe yeah, you I go. I'm putting. I'm putting you on the spot. Give us a little quick jingle. TFW moment of the week. I like that. Look at you. Very good. All right, mine's real quick is the Usos breaking the tag team record in WWE of being champions. Shout out to them. Shout out to uh, the the New Day. I got to get some air horns for both of those teams. I do think both of those teams should induct each other in the Hall of Fame. I think they're that intertwined with their careers as tag teams, but they did beat the New Day's record which was 493 days as tag team champions. The Usos have now passed that. They will be at 500 this week, and who knows when they're going to lose it. I do think, of course, they're going to lose their belts before Roman loses his belt. I think that should be part of the story of the bloodline and things of that nature. But overall, TFW moment of the week, for us to be able to see the Usos, we talk about it a lot, uh, and not – Wanting uh, not wanting them to lose these belts because they're doing such a great job and what they're doing is fantastic that they've ran for over 500 days, still going strong, still bringing something new to all their matches. Shout out to them. So my moment of the week for TFW is Usos breaking New Day's record. Rhodesia, what is your TFW moment of the week? Okay, so this week is not going to be as emotional and deep as it has been. But it was a backstage Ooh. segment. <laughs> Ishan, so you can put the Kleenex away. It's It was actually two segments, but I'm going to say the backstage segment with JBL, Corbin, and Tazawa. So <laughs> this was when they were playing, po- I'm assuming poker, and Tazawa ended up winning. I This was my first time actually feeling and buying into the JBL and Corbin I think I've talked to you about it, Matt, before. Not sure if I talked to Ishan about it before. The whole JBL and Corbin just is not clicking with me. And I and I think it's because I don't feel that Corbin needs a JBL. But I think from this, this backstage segment, it was really nostalgic for me and the kind of the APA um, history that they had playing cards, drinking beer. And so my moment, super lighthearted, was them playing cards, Tozawa winning. We're not going to talk about what happened after Tozawa won all the chips from them. Um, but is my TFW moment of the week, Doom? That is going to be the Tozawa playing with JBL and Corbin and actually running the table. Awesome stuff. Uh, my moment of the week, I'm going to go uh, stay with Austin Theory. Um, his performance on Raw, simply, quite honestly, I wasn't invested in the character before Money in the Bank um, mishap, and I wasn't—I expected not to be into the character afterwards. To be quite honest with you, um, but I mean, he had an impressive outing on the microphone. Um, he was—he had a great match. He—he he was vicious in, the, in those beatdown. He looks like somebody that can definitely be a, 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 a serious force in that division. Now, I've always—I've seen him on the Indies. Um, I thought I, I definitely has a great look. I definitely have, he definitely has skill, but I just didn't expect that from him. And I think, wow, he did a phenomenal job on Raw, and I think he made a, a believer out of a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to see what he does next. And the good thing is, as we talked about last week, 
It's not a burial. He is now on to bigger and better things under the Triple H regime. That rhymes. I should be a rapper. All right, you guys know what it is. All right, for the podcast, please subscribe, okay, so you can get the new episodes sent right to you. While you're there, please be so kind. Leave us a five-star review and uh, give us some written reviews, all right? Let us know how we're doing and what you like from the show. Also, give us a follow on Twitter. As of right now, Twitter is still up. All right, so there is a lot of scuttlebutt, as Ishan likes to say, that uh, Twitter may not be a thing by this weekend because Elon went crazy and gave some uh, ultimatums and all this kind of stuff. But, hey, as of right now, Twitter is up. Give us a follow. That's FNW. And then, of course, we do have YouTube where you can subscribe to see video clips from this and all of our shows over at That's Freaking Wrestling. That is it for today. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend and week. We'll talk to you next week.